Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you in fashion? fashion. Did you see what she's wearing for Tom's shoes? I'm Sonia Sly. My heels are killing me. Um, But I was told I have a backstage pass. You will need to get the right pass to get behind me, Pam. Look, I need to go. Code red, code red, code we have a situation. I'm taking you inside the fashion industry to discuss trends, the reality behind the glamour, and the highs and lows of a fast-paced industry that never stops. I got a call one night. Samuel wanted to know my height and my measurements, and that was the only detail. Putting in long hours, sourcing props and furniture for editorial shoots and videos, getting covered in paint, and even melting lipsticks is all in a day's work for New York-based Kiwi prop stylist Rachel Stickley. But sometimes there are also random opportunities that just happen. When I look back on my life, it's not that I don't want to see things exactly as they happened, it's just that I prefer to remember them in an artistic way. And it ended up that I was a lighting stand-in for Lady Gaga for a Harper's Bazaar cover shoot. So when you got there, though, was it just like, what am I doing here? What's going on? Yeah, well, it's definitely a different role for me on a shoot. I'm used to being part of the art department and being super busy. So it was a lot of, like, waiting around, and that's something that I'm not used to. You take it all in your stride in those situations and there's so many amazingly talented people that you find yourself around all the time in that industry. So I wasn't starstruck or anything like that. So basically the whole crew kind of is setting up the morning before she gets there so everything's ready to go and she doesn't have to wait around. What was she like? Oh, she was so nice. Thanked me for being there and said how good everything looked and then just kind of sat around waiting to see if we were needed while she had her head wrapped for her wigs and got her nails done, and it was a total family affair. Her dog was running around, and her sister stopped by, and all the people had been working together for so long, so it was really a nice environment. So you've been living and working in New York for the past five years? Yep, just uh, had my sixth anniversary. I really just found myself there, but it's a place that's unique in the United States, I think, where it really embraces young people and immigrants and if you have aspirations and you want to work really hard everybody has been in your shoes before you know as an art director and prop stylist you work with fashion beauty and lifestyle brands how competitive is the industry and how did you actually get your break prop stylist is a job that i'd never heard of before and i was actually working at an advertising agency doing production putting on still life shoots for beauty brands i ended up having an opportunity to assist a prop stylist. My first ever shoot, it was actually like a Christmas catalog for Avon, which is probably the most boring, tackiest thing you could ever style. <laughs> I started working with this woman who mainly focused in cosmetics, which is something that's super specialized. It was really through word of mouth and just meeting people and recommendations that my career started to pick up. So what are the challenges in working with the um, beauty and cosmetics brands, like if it is a specialised area? 
I think you want to stay on top of trends, cosmetic stylings. It's kind of a funny thing you wouldn't even think of, but if you ever show an open jar of a moisturizing cream, there's somebody there who was in charge of styling the whip on top of that. Or if you look through magazines and you see a spread of different products and somebody had to compose that, and there's a lot of knowledge that actually goes into understanding textures and the tools you use to manipulate them. Which would be... <laughs> oh, yeah. So palette knives, honestly, a lot of it is like finger painting or traditional fine art tools. You'd bring a heat gun to set if you knew that you were working with lipsticks because in order to create the right texture for a lipstick, you have to melt it down with a heat gun and smooth out all of the oils that are inside that certain kind of a lipstick if you want to get the right texture. Wow, super hands-on then. Yeah. What are some of the biggest brands that you've worked with? And in terms of working with big names, is there a lot of pressure? Yeah, it depends on the day. You know, you're always working with different crews. It helps if it's a photographer that you have a relationship with because often they'll have a hand in who the stylist is. I've worked with, like, Bobby Brown, Things for Sephora, Origins Cosmetics, Clarins... I recently did a job styling cosmetics for video, which was quite interesting. And that was for a brand that I hadn't heard of before called ALF until I went into Bed Bath & Beyond, which is a huge retailer there. And I guess they're stocked in Walmart and all those kind of things. So it's really a spectrum from people who are quite high end to mass market. What are some of the um, trends that are coming in that kind of haven't really hit yet in terms of cosmetics and beauty? Um, I would say brow is a huge market now. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, who yeah. would have thought that the eyebrow was going to be this thing? Like, you've got to have these, you know, statement brows. Oh, there's more and more products coming out yeah. all the time. It's really amazing. Yeah. But yeah, eyebrow pencils, like, over. Because <laughs> I guess you get to see things before they kind of become a massive oh, trend. Oh, and that's the dangerous thing. If you're shooting um, for a company like Sephora, which is a multi-brand retailer, you go into the shoot and you're like, oh, well, this is amazing. Like, I'm going to spend half my paycheck on, like, these products that we're discovering now but at the end of the day once you've smeared enough lipsticks and touched enough foundations you're like kind of over it and you wonder how people even put that stuff on their face oh no what are some of the perks of the job um, yeah any? I would say that's a, that's a really cool perk about doing cosmetics is that you do get to see all these kinds of products it was definitely really interesting working with different organic brands my first day on the job, I would have taken home half the products, and now I'm like, oh, maybe a mascara, but like, you really keep everything. I don't need to take anything home with me. What's the process involved in working with a brand? I mean, do you discuss the ideas, or are you given a brief? Like, How does it actually work? The marketing company or the advertising company have come up with the creative brief, and then you'd go over that with the art director and the photographer, and the photographer and I will have concerns or things we want to you know, take into account or add based on our expertise. And then you'll turn up on set with everything organized and arranged. If I've had to prop for a job, then it's my role to go out and supply all the furniture for a room or come with my hot glue gun and my armature wire if we were rigging up watches or things like that. One shot that you'd probably see in a magazine or an ad campaign would take an entire day to shoot, like stills. I feel like uh, advertising maybe get a little bit more done than editorial just because of the the time it takes an image to be approved through the levels of editors and art directors. So in an 
advertising shoot, everything has been pre-approved and you're really trying to create the image that they maybe have already comped together for you in Photoshop or something like that. Oh, so you don't actually mm-hmm. have to come up with the inspiration or the idea. For advertising, everything, because there's so much more money involved and the rollout and the aim is much different. So they have things pre- pretty much set into how they want it to look. With editorial, you have a lot more freedom and that's a, definitely a collaborative process between yourself and the photo editor or the art director and then maybe there's some more freedom on set as to you know how the composition is finally going to look. So in terms of those moments when you do have more creative control like what sort of things are you inspired by what do you look to for inspiration? Yeah if I get to have a lot of control over something for me I've been interested in paper and paper cut and paper manipulation or things that feel sculptural or are floating, and that takes a lot of te- like technique to put it together. So you kind of like in your off time making things at home as well. Yeah, it's really nerdy, but I am. Is it just kind of so that you do have other ideas to bring to the table when it does come to? Well, I think for anybody who works, you know, in the arts or as a commercial artist, it's important that you're yeah feeding your creativity like off the clock because otherwise you can get really creatively drained there's definitely and I'm sure people in advertising can relate there's that you know you sit down and come up with 10 10 ideas and you're being forced to do it as like work but in order to kind of really enjoy that experience again I think it's important to explore things that you're personally interested in artistically and expressively or technically in your own time too so that you don't get sick of your job what are some of the barriers or challenges that, that you feel like you regularly encounter in your work? Like, you know, long hours or are you restricted by time or personalities? Personality and dynamic when you turn up to a shoot. I don't work every day with the same people like you would in a traditional job. So every shoot is like an interview or something. You know, if it doesn't go well or you don't gel with those people, you might not ever work with them again or like you don't have to ever work with them again. It means a lot to have good relationships with people and feel comfortable with them and build a working relationship because there's no guarantees. And that just sounds really exhausting to me because, you know, even like when you start a new job and you're kind of trying to establish, you know, who you who you are, kind of suss out the different personalities in the room of the people you're going to be working with, if you kind of have to do that on a daily or weekly basis, that's that sounds really draining. No, I know, but I think, I think it just depends on your on your personality too like for me I don't think I could ever work in an office and be around the same people like day in and day out. Now there are lots of I guess young stylists who are coming through the likes of Instagram because that's I guess a perfect launch pad to showcase that you've got a creative eye. So how has that impacted on your area of the industry and do you notice people coming through that way? Yeah absolutely because I don't think that Instagram it hasn't even really been around that long and definitely not in the way that people are using it as a personal marketing tool now. Five, six years ago when I was starting out, it was absolutely word of mouth and people vouching for you. Your experience and then your personality played a large role in that and then a portfolio obviously too, which was something that was like on a website or, or physical. And then now people have these beautiful Instagrams that they're using as their portfolios and I think that it is just a totally different way for me I don't really use my Instagram for work much at all 
although if there's something I'm particularly proud of or, or want to bring attention to, then I will post it, but um, not in the same way that younger stylists are using it now. I mean, is it threatening your position and, and those established stylists? Is it threatening your positions in the industry? Especially in New York, you still would want to have an agent. And maybe agents are discovering artists through new routes, and Instagram is probably one of them. Maybe for smaller magazines. I don't think I necessarily feel threatened by people who are kind of using that as their primary tool of promotion now. No, I've never been to New York, but is there a pressure to look a certain way, especially if you are working in the fashion industry? Do you feel the pressure? Yeah, I would say that New York is full of beautiful people everywhere you look. So that's just how it goes anyway. Definitely within within the fashion industry, people are unique and they're beautiful and they definitely look very professional. Your image has a quite a lot to do with it probably yeah and working in still life is not so much because people are totally different personalities it's like a much quieter chilled out environment um so you're not hanging out with models all the time or there's not the vanities crew that's not here makeup people around it's much more relaxed but i definitely would say within fashion is there's a little bit of a convention there definitely and has living in new york has it changed or had any impact on your own personal style yeah, actually, it's so funny, especially coming back to New Zealand this most recent time, I feel like the style here is so cool and people dress like really quirky and however they want to express themselves, especially down in Wellington, which is where I grew up. And I feel, I don't know if it's just being going from being a student where you have more time and you're younger and you can get away with maybe dressing a little bit more zany or crazy to becoming a professional person and you're just trying to put on a pair of jeans that doesn't matter if you get paint splashed on them that day. Maybe it comes down to a shift of focus and then, yeah, trends definitely. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in New York at the moment? I mean, do, do trends explode there or is it always about individuality? There's a lot of microcosms happening all at once. So within... Like my social scene, I can definitely see that it's like vintage Levi's. It's the 70s shaggy haircut, gold chains, like pretty laid back kind of a vibe where then I'm sure you go into different parts or different groups in New York and it's more dressing super sleek or being high end or like what bars you go to. So there's a lot of different tribes happening all at once in New York. What do you see happening in your area of the industry that either scares you or excites you? Uh, I think there's definitely a big push towards creating video content to go alongside still images, and that's something that really excites me. I think that's a really cool um, thing to add to what I do personally in my role because you get to work with different people again with different skill sets. You know, you have like a camera crew and different kinds of producers. So I think that's exciting to be able to work in different medias like that, not just different mediums. And are you excited about any projects that you've got that are coming up? Yeah, I was actually just sending emails back and forth this morning. I'm working as soon as I get off the plane. They are shooting a lot of editorial stuff for summer now, so that's going to be bright things, and coming from the warm weather, it's definitely matching my mood. Oh, yay. Thank you very much for your time, Rachel. Thank you. That was New York-based prop stylist 
Rachel Stickley. You've been listening to My Heels Are Killing Me. I'm Sonia Sly. To find out more or to listen again, head to our podcast page on the rnz.co.nz website. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.